1: This episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast is presented by Mossy Oak Camouflage, because everything is better in bottomland
0: and Lucky Duck Premium Decoys, Masters of Deception. Well, welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. We are back at it. What's up? Man, have you recovered from the golf tournament? <sighs> Barely. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Whew. I just let's just say there's a lot of activity between Thursday and Saturday night. A lot, a lot of room for activities. Yes, a lot. Man, <laughs> so, it, we
1: filled it up with. We used our time very efficiently. It was packed out. I'm telling you, but, it was a uh, great time. We raised a bunch of money. Yeah, a lot of folks had a hell of a good time. We had all of our, uh, all of our turkey team was in town, just about all of them, and um, I mean, just we had some good meetings, planning for, you know, the next year. and Yep. Um,
0: I hate that a, we couldn't get a podcast recorded, but I just didn't want to stop what was <laughs> what was happening no, to, like, I, I know, jump in too. the middle of that.
1: I know. Me too. But we had, you know, it was a great time. Sometimes you don't need to just have a ton of meetings. Sometimes there's a lot of yeah. value to be had in just hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah, because the more you get to know each other and just enjoy one another's company, The more efficient the meetings become, you know, when you have a five minute meeting down the road or a phone call, like everybody's on the same page, trust level that happens there. And so there's real value to kind of team building that way.
0: Hanging out. Well, I've been in enough meetings that should have been emails (laughs) to (laughs) to when you actually get a group of people together, you kind of develop that trust where it's like, okay, well, actually. Oh, so when you call a meeting, we're actually going to talk about something, not just. Hang out, yeah. Who is it said? Anyone who likes meetings should never run one.
1: <laughs> was, I think point. it was
0: Thomas Sowell. Good point. But we got that. a lot accomplished, man. Yeah. We we
1: we uh, we ironed out some new products that we've been prototyping for this for next spring twenty two. Yeah, and um, talked about some waterfowl stuff coming down the pipe, and just it was great in yeah. a lot of different respects. And had a whole bunch of people who don't all live here in Memphis yeah. all together in one place. We had. 10 guys one night sleeping in the barn barn. which was pretty cool so there was bunk beds that you
0: built that week yep well i've
1: been building them for a year now but you knocked them out this week i knocked out the top levels this week (laughs) i've been been trying to get the barn completed now for a little over a year and this was a good reason to get her done the The museum Yep. exactly the museum (laughs) exactly i
0: sent a picture to one of my friends Jordan, the some of the fans, he goes, Yeah, Oh, is that the museum? <laughs> <laughs> I said Dave I said Dave back would be proud. There's right? no taxidermy <laughs> in there, so
1: it's not officially a museum yet. But um, it was great, man, and, yeah. in so many respects. And I mean the least of which is is we raised a ton of money for yeah. the Carl Perkins Center. Yeah. And that's such a cool charity. Doesn't get talked about very much because in the words of Haley Duffy, the the of nothing kills the buzz at a party like talking about child abuse (laughs) so we we didn't we didn't spend a lot of time talking about that but we spent a lot of time raising money for it and i I just really appreciate all my team and everybody kind of circling up and getting behind it and having a good time in the process i mean that's phenomenal so uh it's a very successful weekend i'm still sleeping off the uh Tired. Of, I mean, of it was, but, yeah, because when everyone's
0: <laughs> together, everybody wants to stay up till 1, yeah. one, two, that, hanging out because you yeah. haven't seen each other in a while. A couple people were like, "Man, did y'all just did y'all just drink too much
1: or what?" I was like, "No, we I never just, did. It was just kind of <laughs> like, I'm forty years old and four days of staying up past midnight <laughs> just and just like that. slow drinking, you know, a handful of beers every couple hours. Like, that's <laughs> not I'm I'm not twenty anymore. Man. <laughs> I can't do this." Can,
0: can Terrence cook the heck out of some crawfish or what?
1: Mm. Some of the best crawfish I've ever eaten. Gosh. That boy.
0: About that fourth batch was pretty hot. I told him, <laughs> it was
1: like, you know, I've heard it said before, you don't hire a skinny cook. <laughs> like, no offense to you, but those crawfish were legit. I don't, man, they were.
0: It was fun. So and. We ate
1: 160 pounds of crawfish 30 night, Thursday night with about 14 guys, 12 or 14 guys. 15 pounds of sausage and like. Eight or nine pounds of uh, – no, 15 pounds of potatoes, eight or nine pounds of sausage. I mean, yeah. it was an absolute ton of food.
0: Some unbreakable corn cobs from, the, from yeah. your – From
1: the garden, yeah. From the garden. Right. They were good. So, hot. It was a great time. And then Friday night, we had nearly – I never got an official head count, but we were all over 100 folks in the backyard. Yeah. When Jason Cross played, and it was just fantastic. I mean, they, everybody that was here, a lot of local people – a, a local Somerville friends, you know, yeah. came, and a uh, bunch of them drove their side by sides and stuff. You <laughs> yeah, know, you just up. It was, it was fun, and we a had, whole bunch of them were guys who brought their wives. Yep, and you know, I mean, we live pretty rural out here, so there's not a whole bunch of there's not like a bunch of bars or places you can go, you know, to let your hair down, and have a night <laughs> out on the town, or live music. I mean, sure, nobody that lives out here is going to Bill Street and downtown no. Memphis on a regular basis. No. So, it was really, really fun to kind of get the full circle of the brand and the local involvement and just you yeah. know, see people having a good time and
0: We had some we had a few listeners. Yeah. Come on Quite in. Quite a few. It was yeah. pretty
1: exciting that we had several people literally walk up and go, Hey, my name is so and so and I heard about this on the podcast. It was like, <laughs> like let's go.
2: Okay. Not the least which uh, <laughs>
0: Denver and Jake appreciate y'all yeah. listening and nice to meet y'all. Wild, isn't it? But it was uh it was a it was a good time. They it was funny. They turned and met Liz, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're Liz." And I was like, "Honey, I haven't prepared you for this. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so she's I'm not like, ready she, for the limelight." Liz, Liz yeah, Liz isn't a loyal listener to the podcast, so we got We got to get her on. Maybe that's for the best. Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: let's <laughs> let's let's hedge our bets. here. Yeah. San... but uh, uh, it was
0: fun. The golf trip was great. I I really enjoyed it. You know, good. I don't play enough golf, but you know, you play three or four times a year. You know, so hit the range. You're enough. You're enough to be dangerous yep. on a couple strokes. Yep, yep. I love but it. We had fun, so Well, good. So, what are we gonna talk about tonight, man? You need to introduce this one's this on way. me.
1: So, I got a guy tonight that we're gonna talk to. That I've actually, I've kind of quasi known a, of this guy for okay. a long time. He's been a long time Rolling Thunder follower. Bought one of my early duck calls, tennis years ago. I think. I'm going to confirm that. The BSOD? Call yep, yep. One of the original BSODs. A cool dude from Middle Tennessee. And if you're on Instagram interested in turkey hunting, you probably have seen him. This guy doesn't have tens of thousands of followers, but he's mad talented. So I'm going to let him basically introduce himself. Let's see if this works.
3: Oh, I can't believe it's over. Stand by. I just went
1: ahead
0: and put my word cap back on, you know? Yeah, target season's in until you know I'm yelling,
3: cluckin'. Gonna make <laughs> one more, well, I keep the bucket. Yeah. I'm in the woods, and I'm trying to make him shout, so I'm using Eddie Sutter's box call, no doubt. Well, I'm, I'm cutting on him like an old chainsaw, using
0: my homemade Eddie Sutter's box call, what? Tennessee, boy, I got this other call, and I rap about killing targets, well, e hawks Now, I'm whiter than a cracker, rough like a trisket, killing this Turkish, not the gravy of the biscuit. I'm a Southern boy, some gravy is my thing,
2: but they knock it off my picket when they open up and sing. Now I'm chasing Turkish down the barrel of a gun. Race in <laughs> the rising of while I'm cut down it like an old
0: chainsaw, using my homemade
1: 80s box. So got water, boys, I got. Like I didn't realize a the box. That Turkish just makes it make that Turkish much more <laughs> real. <riddle. laughs> Turkey, gobble, keep
0: Hawaii on that horse and I, I shoot him in the head. Yeah, of course. Ha. Turkey, need a freestyle frowning. If you're not
1: following Turkey oh, Killer TV goodness. on Instagram, Turkey Killer TV on Instagram, you are missing out. Gosh. So, I saw
0: it wider than a cracker and tougher than a Trisket. Isn't that
1: awesome? So with with that as the intro, we are dialing up the world famous Freestyle Friday Turkey Killer TV. Hello. What's happening?
3: How are you? Good, sir.
1: <laughs> We're good. We just gave you the proper introduction with a solid Freestyle Friday live <laughs> on the podcast uh, because we figured playing one that had already been published would be better than uh, putting you on the spot and making you just pull one out <laughs> the <to> rear.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's happening?
3: Man, I'm just finishing up on uh... Long day of chasing greenback dollar bills and, and chasing kids when I get home.
1: I hear you. How many kids do you have?
3: I have three, and fourth will be here at the end of next month. Oh, my word.
1: Oh, man. So you just finished turkey season with a seven-month pregnant wife and three children. Oh,
3: yeah, dude. It get hairy uh, sometimes.
1: <laughs> Who's <laughs> tougher, you or her?
3: <laughs> for, uh, for me.
1: There you go. Uh, well, I've got Rob Kenny on the line with us. Rob kind of runs our podcast and he's a lot more professional than I am. (laughs) Um, and, uh, man, we're just appreciate you being on with us. This will be fun.
3: I I appreciate y'all having me. I'm going to enjoy this.
1: I got to know when did this, uh, when did this talent find itself to your forefront of your, uh, (laughs) noggin? So
3: I guess, um, (laughs) Long story short, um, a, no,
0: make it long, that's okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, I'm a single child raised by a uh, single father, and only child raised by a single father. And uh, man, we hunted from the time I could crawl until now. He doesn't talk to hunt much, but um, and we always made up songs, really. And just, yeah, and you know, just me and him in the truck, you know, I remember going fishing. Me and him in the truck at like you know, five o'clock in the morning, gonna catch a fish and put it in the dish, you know, fry yeah. it up, make a wish, you know, whatever. And then, um so, you know, my dad's pretty goofy too, like me. And then um what else had I guess like T K and Mike growing up. Yeah. So which yeah. had all those go- every episode you know, every episode had a had a goofy song. And um I also dig in the dirt for a living, so i still on track those all day. You got nothing I'm to do high. and nobody listens yeah. to listen to but
1: make up makeup
3: yeah. yeah, I mean I got I gotta I gotta yell at guys in a ditch <laughs> other than that I just uh I'm pretty high strung and I'm pretty you know, I'm pretty uh pretty wild and just stuff comes in my head, man. It's funny, dude. It it makes me laugh. <laughs> it oh, makes wow. me laugh too. That's
0: great. So dad. it's just you singing in the cab of the
3: <laughs> oh yeah, man, you know, I just and it's just random. You know, I'll just be sitting there like, you know, I'm slapping these turkeys like I slap my wife behind and then I start dying laughing. You know <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So Sorry. all
1: right. So the uh when you when you put out a freestyle Friday, like do you spend Monday through Thursday kinda you don't have to tell all your trade <laughs> tickets but do you, do, are these completely and totally impromptu or are you putting together Content no, I mean, as the I, week I, goes
3: on. I, I kind of put it together. I've never written one down. Okay. So they're all they are all in my head. But, <laughs> that's um,
0: incredible. That's that's more <laughs> impressive <laughs> than prepared. that's awesome.
3: So I really have I have never written one down and, and now they just kinda come. You know, I've made up <laughs> some of them. I've made up, you know, the day before and some of them, yeah, like take a week to prolong. So inspiration it's, comes it's, it's, in all
1: forms. I love
3: it. Oh, yeah. I'd be oh, so
0: yeah. stressed. It's tough enough, tough enough to put a podcast out for a week, and most of what I do is just listen to other people,
3: <laughs> you know? So uh, Yeah, last year me and my buddies went to um, Wyoming and Montana, and uh, Friday came around on that turkey trip, and they just put me up a are the like, you going to do a freestyle Friday? And I was like, no, man. I mean, we're up in Montana. We're stressed out. We can't find turkeys. And they're like, oh, no, dude, you got to do it. And so that, that stressed me out, put me on the spot. I tried to make one up, but then, like, two hours, it was funny. It was funny, now, but that, that put me on the spot, stressed me out a little bit. Now, when you say that's these the
1: these friends, are we talking about, like, Sam Bradshaw?
3: Yeah, Sam Bradshaw and um, Jimmy Hiller.
2: Oh, okay.
3: And that's it. I, when I travel, uh, turkey hunting, it's been with um, Sam Bradshaw and my older buddy, Jimmy Hiller. But I have duck hunted with Jensen.
1: Now, how do you, so how do you Sam. know Sam through duck hunting?
3: Through, um, college friends as well. I went to UT Martin. So I'm I from Nashville. You. Okay. And uh, I went to UT Martin and that's how the whole realm with me knowing Sam Bradshaw.
0: I got you. I got
2: you.
3: Came around.
1: I like Sam. Uh, I've gotten hey, to know Sam, know Sam over the years. I met Sam yeah, probably eight years ago at NWTF, at the NWTF convention and, uh, He's been a good dude to stay in touch with for all these years and we I've hunted a good bit up there close to where Sam's ground is at and I like him a lot. So I wonder Yeah, he's you, a good man. What your connection to him was? So That's awesome.
3: He's a good man. He's a uh, he's a straight killer.
1: Yeah, he is. <laughs> no doubt about it. So
3: uh
1: How was your turkey season?
3: It was good. It was um I hunted more with my son than anybody. That's awesome. Um, I had some interesting things. Happen. They didn't cooperate much up here in Middle Tennessee. Yeah,
2: I'm,
3: I, I think probably the main. We were in New Mexico for opening morning. Really? Just the way? It, yes, just the way it lined up with kids and everything. Our Jimmy, who goes with us, had a pregnant wife at the time. She they've had their baby since then. But she was, you know, eight and a half months pregnant when we went to New Mexico. But I think we hit New Mexico a little early. And I think while we were on that trip, like, Middle Tennessee was looking prime. What, when did
1: New Mexico open?
3: We were there. Uh, when did we pull into town? April 15th.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good week around here, pal.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your travel
1: looks sounds like mine. Like, if I plan a trip, you can just bet. Home is going to be fiery <laughs> those days. Yeah. I hear you. Did y'all, did y'all get one yeah. in New Mexico?
3: We did. We all killed, um, you know, the, there were not a ton of birds. We went to the uh, Healing National Forest uh-huh. in West. Yep. And um, not a ton of turkeys. I mean, the turkeys we found, we killed. We had a sham elk hunts out there. Yeah. so we had a we had some help
1: uh-huh
3: um knowing where birds were but it was kind of tough it's been real dry out there
2: mm-hmm.
0: at the but, risk um, of sounding rather foolish are there Mariams or Rios out there
3: there's Mariams. both but both. where we were were Mariams.
0: yeah got it got it
3: well, so, good. and then i, I tell you what, it was rough we drove so we drove there. And came back through and hunted Oklahoma on the way home. And, man, we.
1: It's like Oklahoma think, needs to close their season for a few years. I hate to be.
3: Dude, back. it bad it's, news is. Yeah, bad, man. a uh, bad deal it's up there. bad. I mean, it, we drove for two days. It didn't see a turkey. Yeah. You know, the terrible I'm thing. I'm like, nonstop.
1: The terrible thing about Oklahoma, nobody wants to admit, is that for years, Oklahoma was that place that you could just go and kind of. Rape and pillage. I mean, they were so easy to kill and so plentiful. Yeah, and now I think everybody that killed turkeys out there feels guilty because Oklahoma (laughs) was that place that you went and killed and didn't feel guilty, and now it's like they uh, put a dent in it. Dang, anybody seen any turkeys lately?
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. Mm. It was rough. What do y'all think about that? Everybody talking about the decline.
1: Ah, that's a good question, man. You know, to be honest with you. Um, there's a lot of parts of the, a lot of elements of the conversation that are similar to the duck conversations going like, man, you know, it just doesn't get cold as it used to. And there's not as many ducks as there used to be. And so it's kind of like, depending on how you start the conversation depends on yeah where you end up. Like if you're, if you start kind of negative because where you hunt is not as good as it used to be, you end up negative. Now, having said yeah. that there's definitely a decline in the population. There's no doubt in my mind. But there are other areas that I came across this year where there's a significant increase in the population, places that didn't have them before. And I don't, I don't know what to attribute that to. I don't know if that's because there's just an overall decline, but, but kind of they're spreading out or if they're, I don't really know how to make sense of that. I guess what I'm saying is I feel like there's definitely a decline in the turkey population, but, I don't feel like it's quite as severe as what everybody's making it out to be, but it's severe enough that we need to do something about it, you know? Right,
3: yeah. So uh, I don't notice it, like, around Tennessee. I don't notice it when I hunt. Yeah. I notice it when I drive around.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It's like when I'm in, like, man, you don't see turkeys anymore. No, like, the farms I hunt, I feel like, have not changed much. But, mm-hmm. so, like, just switching farms, like, you know, primetime turkey season, it's like used to every every open field. I feel like an nice I kid had them. Yeah, that's then, a that's you know, a
0: good way of saying it. Well, I was driving with somebody in Middle Tennessee earlier this year. It, it was Jed, <laughs> and Jed was Jed was saying the same thing. Where he was like, "Man, I just not seeing the numbers. Granted, on his farms he had birds, yep. but like a shredder in this like this person's backyard, yep. and over here, and over here, in just random places. Yeah, you just don't see them in the open the same yep. way." Yeah, the hunting properties mm-hmm. still kind of have them. Maybe not to the quite the density that they had
1: them, and I I don't know, man. I don't know if it's because the hard thing about the conversation is I don't know if it's because we saw such a high population in the last ten fifteen years that it's now it's maybe it's leveling off, or if it's because there's, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if the decline yeah. is is real, it, like in the over the long term. Mm. I mean, because in in our lifetime. I mean, I know you remember when turkeys weren't hanging out, you know, 40 years ago, like, they weren't everywhere. Um, Like, they – you know what I'm saying? You you tracking with me?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm only 32, but my dad talks about there wasn't a turkey until, you know, mid-90s around here.
1: Okay. so when
3: it really got to, like, where they were everywhere. Right.
1: So, I'm 40, and I remember when there were turkeys – in Shelby forest and there, and there started to be a few in middle Tennessee and it, but it wasn't until like the mid nineties, about 95 ish, 96, 97, where the population of turkeys in middle Tennessee was so prolific that Mm. a man could go kill one, you know, (laughs) without much Mm -hmm. trouble Um, everywhere. Yeah. But I'll bet you in the mid eighties, I bet they weren't around. I bet they weren't there, you know, like, like they are even today, you know? So I guess if, The hard thing about the conversation is if you compare today's numbers with say nineteen eighty five or nineteen eighty seven or something like that.
3: We're we're probably still way ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean we're way ahead. So I don't now that being said, I'm not (coughs) suggesting everybody just go out and blast them. I but but I I you know, the conversation gets so um emotionally charged mm-hmm. it turns into like well everybody should kill one turkey and then put your gun up and <laughs> yeah you know yeah, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and i, some and, of those, uh, I don't some know there's a turkey police on instagram <laughs> yeah they get they get going hard yeah
1: and 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 there you know there's there's we're all in it together right i mean what what we yeah. all love about it is I mean there's lots of things we love about it, but at the end of the day everybody likes to get their picture made behind a big fan.
3: You know? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you something interesting about the whole changes on Anna turkeys. I've lived basically in the same three square miles in Nashville my whole life hmm. and in the last five years turkeys have showed up like in the suburbs yep. that they never I've lived in the same suburb and the turkeys have showed up and they were never here hmm and like there's starting to be a lot of them and yep. I'm like how is what why are, why are y'all growing in the city and uh, you know in the, and not in the, in the, in the suburbs I've, I've been yeah I've been in these suburbs for 32 years and, you all know, we're never here that's exactly that's exactly ago.
1: what I'm talking about farms around Fayette County I can take you to three or four that 10 years ago did not have any turkeys and the farms 10 years ago that had a whole bunch of turkeys don't have turkeys today but the it's almost like they've moved, and I don't get that. I can't put. I can't yeah. wrap my mind around that.
3: And I will tell you what, there's a lot of coons running around the city too, so it's not just a varmint problem. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, Chamberlain said it best. I think that we're all looking for one magic bullet.
2: Yeah, that that's it's,
1: a, it's a bunch of different factors, and we're we're our mind is far more simplistic in terms of risk factors to the population than the actual complexity of the yeah. ecological system. You know, the yeah. there's so many different things that that we don't even think about when we take into consideration these things. We're we're just like, well it's raccoons or well it's
0: well I mean heck whenever you limits or whenever whatever. you stock a pond, right? Like essentially that's what that's what happened with turkeys is they got stocked years ago in areas and then they just spread out of those areas, right? In my mm-hmm. is that correct? And Pretty so I large. feel like when you stock a pond for like the first five or six years of that life or lifespan or whatever, they boom, and then there's kind of like a bust and a little bit, and then it kind of like levels off. Yeah. And I don't know if some maybe the, maybe in the life cycle of a turkey, maybe there's something like that in a, in a population. Yeah, I don't boom. know if we know that,
1: but that's kind of what I'm getting at yeah. is, is how much of that is coming into play. You just is normalize All it. of it, yeah, is it, are we normalizing to what the actual landscape can can support? support? Um. I mean, one thing's for sure. While the overall license sales per capita is down, there's more turkey hunters today than, than there's ever been. I and, believe that. And they're better at it, you know. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day. I guess it was Pender and Lovey who so it mm-hmm. was. You know, 20, 25 years ago, you would talk to people who were good turkey hunters who'd go all season to maybe kill one kind of like killing a buck deer. Yeah. You know, like you basically never talked to a turkey hunter who killed more than two or three in a season. I mean, that was unheard of. And now post say in the last say 10, 15 years, everybody travels. Everybody's figured out how to kill six, eight, 10, 12 turkeys in a season, you know? And I don't know what effect that has on it, but I mean, Michael, you can speak to it, but I mean, it was unheard of that you would travel more than one state away to kill a turkey up when I was a kid, anyways.
3: Uh, um, I've I, I turkey hunted my entire life since. Oh, I started turkey hunting when I was in seventh grade. Okay. And I did last year was the first time I ever left the state. Perfect.
1: So if you killed all that the law allowed. From the time you were in seventh grade until, I mean, that's three or four turkeys every year, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, anyways, I I don't know what the real issue is. I I think that there's an issue, and I'm struggling to back to the original question that you asked. I'm, I struggle to know whether it's as bad as everybody makes it out to be or whether it's, or what, where it is on the scale. You know, is it 70% as bad as everybody says it is? Or is it worse than everybody thinks it is? You know, I I don't know that I honestly don't know the answer to that. It's yeah, definitely I
3: some, different. I think some places are down. For example, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And everything for I've sure. heard, you know, stuff like that. Traveling, everything I've heard, everything I you know watched on you know YouTube and said to hear about it. And we went. And mean, the black man there, and then everybody we talked to, all the locals. We just don't see them anymore. Yep. We just don't see them anymore. Yep, I can it, was, it I can. it was pretty shocking.
1: Yeah, I can firsthand support that. I mean, I had a place in Oklahoma six or seven years ago that I could go and kill my two in one county and one in another county in the in a day and a half of mm-hmm. hunting. I mean, routinely, three or four of us would go out there and all th- kill our three turkeys. Or it changed year to year on what what the rules were, but my point is, we could go out there and kill what the limit was so fast. It was ridiculous, and we haven't been in, in three seasons because it started declining, and we were like, "Man, you know. Like, you just, after you've killed them like that, you don't really want to go out there and just hunt four days to kill one turkey. It just changes, you know, yeah. the dynamic changes. So I support what you're saying about Oklahoma for sure, and I don't understand that, but I will say their quail population has fallen off like that too because the place that I turkey hunted out there was a – um it was a guy who outfitted quail hunts. Yeah. And he didn't do turkey hunts, and he let us shoot his stuff up. And he had little, you know, he had 100-acre farms kind of scattered all over the place that he ran quail hunters on. And here in the last two or three years, their, their quail are virtually non-existent. Hmm. So, I don't know. Um, all right, let's change gears for just a second, because one thing I want to ask you about is similar to this topic, but unpack for me just a little bit. Chasing the thrill over the kill.
3: Oh man, yeah, <laughs> dude. All right, so perfect, perfect turkey hunt for me is literally uh, love it. It's, it's only happened about four times, but everybody's had has it, have, has had it happen. You got the safety clicked off last time he gobbled. He's down your gumball, right?
2: Yep.
3: Fifteen minutes go by. You're like, what happened? And then he gobbles twenty yards behind you. I'd rather do that every day of the week and not kill him and get that feeling of him scaring (laughs) the crap out of me because he gobbled 20 yards behind me. And last time I had him and I'm a good turkey owner, he was down my gun barrel and then he gobbled behind me. Love it. That, that is why I get up and go turkey. Yeah.
0: I can hear your excitement in your voice. just like,
3: okay, I believe that, you know, you gotta, um, man, that's what
1: keeps you coming back. Honestly.
3: Yeah. Like, you know, how many times, I mean, we've all done it. How many times have you ever killed one? You're kind of like,
2: yeah, that was cheap. <laughs> mm,
3: that, man, that really wasn't but, Like, what happened? Like, I don't even like to double. Yeah. Like, if you double, mm. you get one thrill and two dead turkeys. Like, I would rather my brother, my buddy, sh- my buddy shoot <laughs> one. I'd rather my buddy shoot one and let the other one get away. And yep. then we get to kill a go- another goblin turkey another
2: mm-hmm.
3: day. Mm-hmm. So, um, man it's that It's just. it's not it's just so much more than just killing the turkey but, yeah i mean i i, I they could eat you i feel like they could eat me sometimes like, <laughs> i lose like, i hold my composure together good but like after the trigger pull i'm like melting i like fall over i just i can't breathe it's and, awesome. oh man it's good it's good
1: that's and and There's you know nothing you- like it before you started traveling a couple of years ago, just even just whatever amount of traveling you do, but that's what that what you're describing right there is what keep kept you coming back and kept you. It's what made you fall in love with turkey hunting. I mean, so I, when,
3: I I consider myself very lucky because I, I taught myself how to turkey hunt. Yeah, I grew up coon. I grew up coon hunting. Okay, so my dad was a hardcore coon hunter. It was pretty cool. A little. Uh, childhood. Actually, he, he hunted. He hunted his dogs every night of the week, hmm. and he would be in. Uh, he'd be in northern Alabama on Friday night at a pro hunt, and southern Illinois was on Saturday night at a pro hunt. And I guess
1: you went um, along with a bunch of that, if you were a.
3: Oh uh, yeah, I did, uh, and it, it was pretty funny, man. Living in the suburbs in and we'd have seven Walker <laughs> Coonhounds chained up out back. Ooh! Yeah, we've got one um, here in just a yeah.
1: second that'll tune up. It's the sun's going down. Spence She's has got a moment. pretty good uh,
0: pretty good walker back here. Oh Roxy. <laughs> <At> any
1: <laughs> moment she'll start tuning up.
3: <laughs> so uh I my dad would take me. We had a little thirty acres in Hitman County still to this day. Um I still kill a turkey on it every year. Um it's a very special place, but it's loaded and I got to hunt. The surrounding area as a kid, and I kind of cut my teeth there and literally taught myself how to turkey hunt. And so, pretty early on, I figured out like there's there's a lot more than just killing because I was just right on um, just
1: a second, right on cue. Roxy, just strike Roxy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take my
3: points. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't kill one the first year I hunted, the second year we started hunting, I killed a Jake. And, um, I killed two longbeards back to back. And one of them, the whole deal, the whole, you know, textbook hunt, goblin, all that came up. And I'm the last one I killed. And I remember being like, well, that, was, uh, that was a little bit better than those first two. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of, I, I, I figured that out at a very young age. And I mean, all through high school, I was taking buddies and stuff and killed birds and them kill birds. And it's, um that that's what keeps you coming back for sure. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Somehow we I mean, some, Somehow ahead. somehow we've taken that. I feel like our whole generation has taken that and turned it into like you want it you you want it you want you still want that thrill everybody does. But it's it's sort of like we've turned that into can you get that thrill 10 or 12 times in a season by moving around and killing a whole bunch of them than it was I mean cuz My childhood was different than yours, but the hunting experiences are very much the same. Like when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, if I saw two or three or four turkeys die, that was awesome. And it Mm -hmm. typically, it meant that if I saw three or four turkeys die in a spring, it meant I encountered 12 or 15. You know, you didn't kill everyone you encountered. Like you did it wrong. You messed them up or you, I mean, hell, we didn't have, we didn't have a Dave Smith Jake or a, or a, or a, Avian X strutter or whatever. We didn't have these decoys that were Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I had
3: know, those old foam ones.
1: <laughs> yeah. The old foam ones the fold make... the fold up. Yes.
3: Fold up from the back.
1: And I mean, I'm sure you learned the same way I did that if they could see that foam if if they were not in gun range when they saw that foam folded decoy, you weren't killing them. They would hang up. no I mean, that
3: the, the, I hated you,
1: you can watch the old Primo's videos. And I mean, we'll tell you the same thing. Like you better make sure that decoy is inside shooting range. Cause when he sees it, like <laughs> that's the game's over right there. There was none of this. The bird comes running in and beats <laughs> it. Clobbering up, Clobbering it. Yeah, yeah. That didn't exist. Um uh, But hmm. any, anyways, I I, I, I wasn't trying to steal your thunder there, but I was trying to say, no, you're not that, that, kind of that phrase has really resonated with me because that's really what it's about. I mean, we, we all love killing them and killing as many as we can, but the thrill is really what keeps us coming back. I mean, it's, it's different than shooting Tweety Bird, you know, or something <laughs> like that. I mean, it's, it's that gobble. It's the way they act. It's the whole inner interchange between us and them that just
3: makes it, 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 it it's magic. The game. It's the game. Ch- it's the chess match. It's the, you know, it's the game. And, um, if it was just about to kill, I mean, I'd go out and shoot a chicken. But, you know, you know, when I have to explain to somebody, how do you kill something that you like love so much? I'm like, well, in in the end, that's checkmate. Yeah. Like, 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 unless uh, unless you decide to let him walk off, which feels just as good. But, and in the end, the, the bang of the gun and him flopping, that's checkmate. I mean, who you did you do and, and he did his. Yeah. Um,
1: there's something to be said for that. And, and that may be one of the, may not be the silver bullet, but I hope that people listening, everybody kind of takes that to heart. Cause there's a lot of people that listen that have killed a bunch every year for a while. And, and I think we all could stand to look in the mirror and say, okay, what's driving us. Is it the next kill picture? Hmm. You know, or is it the the next thrill?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's the when will I be satisfied. It's like <clears throat> David was talking about, David Hawley was talking about on his land, you know, I think he shot, he could have shot five, but he shot three mm-hmm. and then hung it up. Mm-hmm. And so it's that kind of thing of like, okay, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you necessarily should if, That's right. That's like right. you're saying, looking at it. That's right. Yeah, I've
3: got, like, I've got such a big family. I try to limit myself to two Tennessee birds. At a point. I start start taking cousins and uncles and stuff like that.
1: You know what gets that thrill going for me? And this is going to sound really pompous, but I I think you'll understand it. I don't mean it to be arrogant, but I did not know the level of thrill until I was sitting behind my youngin without a gun and I was watching them shake.
3: Yeah, man. (laughs)
1: That's gold right there.
3: It's good. Did yours get uh, one? This
1: spring?
3: No, I had two in his lap, oh. and um, we were on the ground the whole time.
2: Yeah,
3: and he doesn't really have that killer instinct. Yeah, yeah. He just he just turned seven, okay. so he doesn't really have that. Okay, that's He doesn't okay. really have that, you know. Yeah, and we couldn't get the gun swing swung, but um, the first morning of the juvenile hunt it was pretty funny. We were working birds off in the distance, and one came in silent, and he's just like, oh there he is, daddy. Oh, I, couldn't no. see him yet. I, I couldn't see him yet. And I'm like, "Do what? He's like, there he is right there. Like all nonchalant. <laughs> there he is. And then, you know, then he just steps out from behind a tree. And then, you know, I'm like, and oh, you oh, melt down. Like, yeah. yeah. I melt. I can't, you know, I'm like, get the gun over here. You know, and he just typical, um, the hardwood ridge hunt. He pressed the ridge, awesome. didn't see anything. And he just turned and just dropped right back off. But that was, uh, that yeah, was pretty
1: funny. Well, I can tell you that in terms of the thrill, that progression from like that six, seven, eight year old range, where they don't really quite get the the game like you and I do, to when they start transitioning to actually get the game, watching them melt down is the single greatest thrill. I mean, I watched oh. it several times this spring with both Trip and Maddie, where I mean, it was like. They were brought to their knees. <laughs> and I was just witnessing it, you know. It's like this is amazing.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. I love watching uh, y'all's videos you the intro and stuff. Those uh, I, are appreciate
1: good. It. I appreciate it.
3: It's it's fun. good stuff. Uh,
1: but you're 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 right there. You're about to you're about to experience it. When he kills one, it'll it'll change the game, so Oh yeah. I'm good deal. It's fun. Well, I appreciate uh I, I just appreciate your your stance on the whole thing. It's it's been fun to watch the uh, freestyle videos, but it's also been fun to hear you kind of lacing in the thrill over the kill. And I like your your attitude and your position on that because it's it really is what it's what keeps us coming back and what brought us to the game. And I think in the in the current world of social media and everybody traveling and cheap gas and easy access, like we've we've forgotten what it was like when we were 17, 18, 19, and we'd hunt for a couple months just hoping to kill two or three or whatever, you know. I mean, never even thought about killing one in all 49 states or much less a single-season right. Grand Slam, you know. Sure. I mean, that was, like, so unattainable. That was what the pros did, you know. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. the average guy? Was?
3: I remember the first year I killed, um, I learned it out in high school. I just thought I was the world's biggest Pete. And I, you know, I killed the last one at, like, 6 o'clock on Sunday, you know, the last day, <laughs> Yeah. and then, you know, then 10 years down the road, you know, I feel like 12, 14 dying a year. And I'm like, man, this is, yeah. But you know, but you gotta get, getting into that. Yeah. Nobody, people do forget like, man, just being, it, you know, just what, what brought us to it, the, the chase and the, and it, the social media has really driven it too. Yeah. But, uh, it's done um,
1: good things. I mean, and I don't mean to it always, does, it it, you know, but it's it's also brought I know for myself it's brought negative like you're judging yourself by somebody else all the time without even meaning to. Oh, know? yeah, yeah. And you got to just go, "You know what? Man, dude, like that's not me." Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm blessed. It's like <laughs>
3: what is it?
0: <laughs> Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh,
3: no, yeah. It, it is very good, though. But it, in the turkey, I, in the turkey realm, like you're saying, it has gotten to where everybody's like the next cool kill pick. And I'm just as guilty as anybody because I would prefer to have a cool kill pick over even like the beer and spurs. I'm horrible <laughs> at keeping up with beer and spurs, but I love a good picture. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the game, though. It's the chase. Yeah. People do forget about it. Well, good. Just enjoy it, too, man. People, Some people, it's, some some realms of it are trying to get so serious. Mm. It's just like, man, sit back and enjoy it. Like, yeah. it is, it's a beautiful time of year. It's a great animal, like you know.
1: Yeah, and just, just enjoy enjoying it. it is one of God's greatest gifts to us. Honestly, I mean, that's a—that's so simple what you just <laughs> said, but it's so profound. Is that we get so caught up in the next kill picture, the next whatever, that we miss out on the enjoyment part of it. And I,
0: you couldn't have said that possibly any better don't shotgun turkey season sip on it <laughs> yeah, you
3: gotta yeah sip on it. there you go yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well good
1: what you working on next are you tearing down houses or digging holes
3: or oh well, man I'm, so we're, i'm basically a footing contractor okay. with, with the tarry bar put concrete and ditches but um actually i'm going to be tearing down a house tomorrow it's funny you said that um got a couple driveway demos trying so, to keep work lined up with the rain. So
1: when you say a footing like contractor, a, that means you're literally digging the ditches that turn into the footings when they pour the concrete.
3: No, so I'm digging the ditches, tying the rebar, and pouring the concrete. Oh,
1: I got you. Okay, okay. I and then, you.
3: so then, like a then like a brick then like a block mason would come in behind me and like lay okay. the foundation wall.
1: I got you. Okay. Huh. I'll be dang. I guess you try to stay in the cab of that backhoe as much as possible and let your hands do the. Rebound I dive. work
3: for my dad. I work for my dad. So and, you are uh, the head. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's all it's all I've ever done. Until everybody, I'm, I love it. I'm only thirty. I'm only thirty two, but it's only it's the only paycheck I've ever collected. I'm pretty good at it. At a
1: boy, <laughs> I'm in the same boat, Val, So that's not the end of the world. That's it's good to have a good oh,
3: nice. dad. It is good. It's, uh, it's enjoyed life with him. Good. And, uh, good business to work with him. though
1: Good. Do you ever get over to West Tennessee to duck hunt anymore?
3: I, so I've ducked in Arkansas
1: okay. a bunch.
3: I've, I actually ran into you in the, on the Black River one day about, I don't know, seven years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we were south Canoe Slough on, on the logging road, and we had bottomed out because the water fell out like four inches. And you and your crew were heading out, and you stopped and talked to me and my buddy. It was my dad. It was coming down the river to help us.
1: I'll be dang. Did we help you or were we nice
3: to you? Or were we, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all was, yeah, yeah. After after yeah, got, got to the hall. <laughs> y'all offered to help, and um, but my dad was on his way down. I had to get a whole boat. I had two boats coming down to help me. So. I don't remember that. Y'all wore them out that morning, too.
1: Really? There was
3: only two of us. We killed our eight, but we sat back in there and listened to y'all smack him.
1: Dang, I don't remember that at all. I was telling Rob when we started on this phone call that I think I hope this is not too weird, but wasn't your Instagram handle at one time like Duck Killer, and your wife was that's Mrs. My, duck Killer?
3: Yes, yeah, that's my personal. Yeah. Okay,
1: okay. I thought so, that, yeah. and 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 all I and I didn't re, I don't remember meeting you at Black River, but I I knew that you had a from the earliest days you had one of the first duck calls that we sold. And just because I paid attention, I still pay attention to that stuff. And I, good Lord made my mind to think like a in networking ways. And you were one of the few people from middle <laughs> Tennessee that I knew came to, to Arkansas, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah. I just, that stuck in my head. And when I first saw your freestyle Fridays, I was like, wait a minute, this is the dude. That I, know like, <laughs> I know this guy. I know
2: this guy. That's crazy. So,
3: uh, every year, every year at the NWTF, convention you also give me a handful of reads for my hybrid if you remember that guy i might be the only, only guy day. every year i come to no, like, everybody hey can i get like can i get like five reads for the hybrid you're like here yeah everybody
1: <laughs> that it's if i had a dollar for every read i've given out in nashville at the nwtf convention i'd be i wouldn't have a mortgage on my house anymore
3: <laughs> you'd have like fifty dollars for me i try to pay you every time <laughs>
1: no it's all good man that's that's reads are cheap, so. uh and there's a lot of people that love that hybrid still to this day. It's the number one call that I have people like, hey, what, what cork and reed do I need to put in this thing? And um, One of these days I need to figure out how to remake that call because it was pretty badass. And, it uh, was, it is. I good.
3: love mine. That's wild.
1: That's wild. <laughs> well, I'm glad y'all shot your ducks. Do you hunt up there much?
3: I uh, used to hunt a lot. Still do. Um, no, not up in the Black River much anymore because of, just the family and stuff. Yeah. I would have to leave I would have to leave my camp at like midnight. Ugh. Where is so that? Um Fisher.
1: Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Okay.
3: So we uh we've got a farm on the cash River, a farm on the Bow of View, and a farm on the Wangell. Awesome.
1: Well that's great. Well, after the podcast when everybody in the whole world's not listening. We need to compare notes. I love that. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in those couple counties right through there these days, and uh, let's get a hunt together at some point. That'd yeah, be we'll do
3: that for sure. That would be. <laughs>
1: I'm, glad, I'm glad we didn't leave you high and dry and mad because. I was about uh, to say. I've, I've not, no. I've, That's <laughs> why you never be an ass to anybody. <laughs> well, well, let me just clear the record and say I've not been a. I've not been a good southern gentleman to everybody I've ever run into in the woods. Okay, no, <laughs> there's some pretty serious. Uh, <laughs> I've had my moments. There can
3: be some. There can be some serious stuff going on in the public <laughs> woods of Arkansas in the wee hours of the morning.
1: Especially when you <laughs> talk about that north side of the river over there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've been in a few. Oh, <laughs> uh, try to act like in a way that your mom would be proud of you, but uh, I have definitely not always done that. I've tried, but, and I felt bad when I wasn't, but I'm glad that in your case, we were kosher. So, and I'm glad you got out. So
3: how, <laughs> oh, thank you. So how was y'all's turkey season?
1: Man, it was different than any I've ever had before. Uh, my goal this turkey season was 100% the kids. Um, everybody's kind of got a, their own little personal take, if you will, on the decline and kind of what you're going to do about it and, for me, the easiest and most and the thing that made the most sense for me was to think about the next generation coming up, and mm-hmm. to, instead of spending all my time trying to kill all the turkeys myself, or for my friends, was to figure out how to get my kids a turkey. And so, uh, this spring, Trip killed four, Maddie killed one and missed two. So, for us to have seven trigger pulls, that required about. Fifty-two different turkeys. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so I didn't kill a turkey in Tennessee this spring, first time since nineteen ninety-six, ninety-seven. Um,
0: man, I didn't know that. I thought you got one here. Yeah,
1: no. But Maddie killed one. Trip killed one. Daddy killed one. Like, Yeah. I'm I'm good, man. I, that's, that's that's awesome. That's all. I mean, if I could do that every but year, that
3: basically means you killed one.
1: Yeah, exactly exactly i mean that's just as good um i killed a few out west and i killed um
0: one in south carolina
1: i did i killed a couple in two in south carolina and uh and a couple in pennsylvania, pennsylvania so, yeah. i mean i had i had all the fun you could possibly ever want and my kids are jones and ford already and it's june so i mean it was very different than the last say eight or ten turkey seasons for me, but man, it's probably been my favorite turkey season of all time. Yeah. Um, although 2020 was pretty awesome. I don't know. 2020 <laughs> might be better than 21, but... <laughs>
0: 2020 was a lot of turkeys. Was.
3: 2020 was good. 2020
1: we could, was... We'll, we'll talk about 2020 for a long time. All of us
3: will. I mean, yeah. oh. We killed three open a day in God. Tennessee, and then we went to Wyoming. Got drove all the way there. Got there. Drove around for seven hours. Took seven hours to find a turkey. The next morning, we woke up and we killed one on public land in unknown territory. at Seven, ten, and eight p.m. Oh my gosh! And, it, <laughs> and it, we felt like we, we felt like kings. <laughs> that's king pretty salty. The,
1: the ones you earn like that are worth a hundred of the ones you don't. I mean, this—that's that's, that's oh, what's no. so awesome
3: about it. Oh, that was good. So, well, good. good.
1: And Rob killed his first this spring. So, yeah, that, that's good. 21's pretty strong. I mean,
0: all things considered, you man, know, it'll stand out. So That was that's
1: pretty awesome.
3: fun.
0: I, the only thing I, I I missed this year with him was I wish he gobbled. Yeah, he just came in sneaky. I mean, the strut was pretty. Yeah. I was, oh, I was pretty pumped. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but man. It was a good year. I'm already, one of my friends, Jordan, texted me a little bit ago. He just bought like the three combo oh, yeah? of the original calls. Mm-hmm. He just texted me, goes, It's it's spring, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> of course it is. Oh, uh, So he's already ready for next year.
1: So what are the ages of your kids, Michael? Um, seven, three,
3: 20 months. Oh my God. And I'll have a brand new one at the end of next month. Boy. Girl, when, girl, and I got a boy yes. on the way. You
0: got a boy on the way, okay. So when, when is she due again in July? Because my wife's due on the 24th of July. I'm just
3: curious. Like the 27th, I think. All right. we. Sh-
0: That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's awesome.
3: If we're at the hospital together. Uh, we'll go get a beer.
0: <laughs> That's how we we'll probably need one each. I, yeah, that would be cool, but get I hope for Liz, I hope
1: that for your sake, your wife's not having her baby in Memphis, and I hope for Rob's sake, his yeah. wife's not having
0: his baby in Nashville. So. Fair enough. It was more fun to think about it let's for a second. A, yeah, Let's get a beer during duck season instead yeah. of at yeah. the Okay, hospital. let's have our babies in Jackson, Tennessee. I'll meet you there. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, man, thank you for your time, and let's definitely catch up during duck season. And, uh and hang out i would i would enjoy that
3: i would too my man
1: all right buddy well take care and uh tell mama and the kids hello from all of us and uh best wishes for the summer months
3: hey right. i got uh everybody out there listening chase the thrill over the kill and i got a challenge for y'all call one in click the safety off let him walk
1: let him walk
3: see it's see okay for
1: him to win i love it yeah <laughs> you feel I love it. Good challenge. I'll echo that challenge. Let one walk off. I love it. I love I'm it. gonna right, lose.
0: <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> Y'all have matured. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm sitting here to I'm, teasing, I'm but...
1: sitting here saying I'm okay with that, but I'm not sure how many times I've actually let that happen where it was voluntary on my behalf.
0: Yeah, I've helped him walk off a
3: time or two.
0: <laughs> Gave him a nudge.
1: It's I...
3: voluntary if it, if you let him do it though. It was better than like missing. It was yeah. your decision, so you know you won. You said set, mate. Hmm, let, let one walk.
0: How about that? All it. right, I'll, you're on. I love it. You're on. Well, it. it's Wednesday, so uh, you only got two more days. We'll be looking out for no, it. Freestyle Fridays only happen during turkey season, right? It's
1: turkey
2: oh, season yeah, somewhere. Man,
0: no, it's not
3: with business. With business and kids. Ugh, I couldn't keep up with that. <laughs>
0: We appreciate you, man. Thanks All so right. much. All right, buddy. Thanks a million. Thanks, guys. All right. See, see ya. ya. Bye. Bye. Man, that's solid gold. What a guy. I mean, I appreciate that so much. I appreciate somebody just having fun and doing the rap deal and just goofing off. And I, I thought about something when, when he was talking, is that there's like a razor's edge for so many people because – there's such a small margin that separates somebody who's got killed like one Turkey on the season mm-hmm. and maybe killed five in a couple States or something. Mm-hmm. And that's just like Turkey season is all about margin. And it's what happens on that little bitty thing mm-hmm. that separates somebody from killing one Turkey to four turkeys or something mm-hmm. like that. Cause when we are in Kansas, it's like, man, if we turn a left down that road versus a right down this road mm-hmm. and we go up here and we make this call versus that call.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just kind of funny about like, I think that's one of the things that's so fun about it is there is so much chance. There's things you can do to kind of equalize that chance, but there's so much about it that's like are every time you make a decision, you're like, is it the right one? Is it the right one? Is it the right yeah. one? You know?
1: Yeah, and that starts to, I mean, like I've told you before, that starts to change over time. You get better sure. at making those calls. Yeah. and But the thing I hear in Michael that I love so much is that you hear, you'll hear you hear turkey hunters say things like, oh, I've killed a I've killed 200. You'll hear them talk about numbers, yeah, and quantity. But man, let's be honest. Okay, I'm 40 years old.
2: Yeah, All
1: right. If I killed my first turkey when I was 15, mm-hmm. that means I've and, and let's say I killed my I killed a turkey for every let's say so 22 I killed my limit. No, my limit every oh, year. Oh, your limit every year, which has been four until last year in Tennessee. So let's just say four rough math four times 25. If I killed my full limit in Tennessee for 25 years, which we all know, you have some springs where whether you're having a kid, yeah. or whether your you're just job doing... is different, or whether you're just you know what? Oh, guess what? You might even be at high school and you don't have gas money, or you don't have a <laughs> clue what you're doing. Sure. But we kind of live in this fairy tale world on Instagram where it's like, or or Facebook or social media where it's like, well, you're a pro, you know, because because all you're posting is the final product, the yeah. kill picture, you yeah. Know? And so you can hide so much, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, nobody tags out every year, their whole adult hunting life, but we get so motivated by these numbers that to Michael's point, we start to elevate and chase the kill without Mm -hmm. realizing it over the thrill. But dude, when, I mean, when I was 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, I mean, I remember springs where I did not kill a turkey and I hunted as much then as I do now, like, I mean, we had a place when I was 17. Yeah. I could hunt before school when I lived in Raleigh. Yeah. I mean, like. Just down the road. Yes. Literally, it was in Frazier. We had a little little couple hundred acre block that that we leased. And, man, like I remember whole springs where I hunted two, three weeks in a row before school. Now, I wouldn't hunt more than about an hour because I had to be on time for school. But I'd hunt right off the roost. And I can remember mornings of not hearing a bird. I can remember mornings of hearing several and not and screwing them up i can remember hunting the same bird for 10 or 12 days in a row roosting the same tree get on one side of them get on the other side of like we didn't have the kind of bird numbers that we have now we didn't have the kind of technology and on x and and cell phone cameras
0: and yeah
1: and and decoys i mean so it was pure it was you know you were learning from your mistakes yeah and so when you put a whole season into it like that then you kill one of those suckers like he's right the thrill of that is unmatched mm-hmm. I mean it's kind of like today killing a big buck that you didn't know lived on your property like you play the wind right and you thought that there's a good one in there and you kill him it's like dang that's awesome you live lot high for a month most people kill a big buck like they might hunt some more but it's kind of like that's awesome that's this it. is a good yeah. year yeah I'm gonna get this one mounted and uh, maybe we'll get another big one next year you know what i mean yeah absolutely but, but somehow somehow in the current realm of turkeys and social media and kind of the way the world exists today we it's kind of like on to the next you know and like ah uh, tagged out in tennessee bam was tagged out in mississippi bam you know tagged out and and this i mean i think the the whole trying to kill one in all 49 states i think that's cool as crap man and don't get me wrong i'm I'm slowly checking off my states as well. One yeah. day I'd like to be able to say, Yep, I was fortunate enough to kill one in all forty nine states.
0: Yeah. You got two more this year?
1: Yeah, I picked up a couple this year. Yeah. Um and, and and in full disclosure, I'm working on a plan to pick up nine or ten next year. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little I'm gonna do a couple trips where I can pick up multiple states in a four or five day window. So I'm not bagging on this US that super idea. slam. I think yeah. it's cool as crap. But I think for the overwhelming majority of kind of like what does it do when we glorify this it yeah. it
0: it cheapens you're thrill. not just going out for scalps yeah and that's exactly. right. can you it say just, that anymore i don't know just so <laughs> i just, I just but, did but, but, but <laughs> it but it it changes it just yeah.
1: slightly changes the dynamic of the game and what most of kind of your i'm going to start using generalities that are probably going to get me in trouble but most of your regular blue collar joes that are turkey hunting and that are not able to travel. Mm-hmm. When they see the people who travel for a living, yeah, the industry guys killing 12, 15, 20 in a year, it I think what it indirectly does is it pushes them to want to make sure that they at least tag out, you know, they at least yeah. kill theirs and so they I'm not saying it does it for everybody, but it causes you to I think gently, subtly, without meaning to, it causes you to Put more pressure on yourself to kill, yeah, than to enjoy. Or you the feel like thrill. if you
0: didn't tag it out, you're like, like, like you didn't try, yeah. or you
1: didn't do it right. You didn't yeah. do it right. Like I'm not, I'm not as good as that guy. Yeah, you know. But yeah. the truth of the matter is, you know, I know a couple turkey hunters probably only killed fifty or sixty. I know one for, for a fact, and I'm not going to use his name because it would embarrass. It wouldn't embarrass him. He's not embarrassable. But it would, it would, it would change the way people think about him so much. He's only killed about. 45 turkeys in his whole life and I'm telling you he's as good as anybody you've ever seen on Instagram or a TV show I mean he is a phenomenal turkey hunter because he has he's put in the time to learn the right way and not not right versus wrong but like the purest way yeah yeah, yeah just say that so he's learned the game at such a pure level that He's so much better at sitting down and yelping one up than a whole pile of people I know that have killed two, 300 birds by yelping one to a field that they could see a decoy in. And I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong. I'm just saying that there's a different level of that hmm. game. It's kind of like hitting a 30-mile-an-hour fastball versus hitting a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. You know what I'm saying?
0: Sure, sure. Um,
1: the guy who can hit a 90-mile-an-hour fastball every time can hit every 30-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> that's pitched.
0: Yeah, but the so guy he doesn't who have can to swing. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah.
1: but the guy who can hit seventy or eighty percent of the thirty mile an hour fastballs, he ain't stepping in the box and hitting even one of the nineties. Yeah, just doesn't happen. Mm. You know, there's a different level of a game, and when you start just evaluating kill pictures, you're <laughs> there's a lot of details of that exchange from the time that sucker flies down to the time the trigger gets pulled that we don't. Yeah. We don't we don't think about it. and so the kill picture just kind of becomes the equalizer of the game. Sure. And and so to Michael's point, that was a long drawn out soapbox.
0: I'm not going to hit the beagles. <laughs> that was worth it. Yeah. I mean, but
1: but to Michael's point, man, we need to refocus. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the you know? Let's chase the thrill, not the kill. Like, he's right. We ought to call one up, and let him walk off. Like, we ought to do that. I should do that. I mean, he said that. I was like. Oh. Kind of feel ashamed for not letting that happen, you know. Yeah. I've let a few walk off that the kids didn't kill. Oh, took everything in me not to take their gun and just, <laughs> you know. But but honestly, that emotion there comes from all those years of getting one close, and yeah. I think I'm gonna get to kill this one, and then it, something happens, you screw it up, or he beats you, and so now when you get now when I get the opportunity to kill one. I still want to seal the deal because I still, it's so fresh in my memory. All those times yeah. I didn't seal the deal. It's like,
0: man, I I
1: owe it to that one to let him know I beat him, you know? It's
0: like pouring one out. Yeah, you
1: know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyways, we've we spiraled way down into turkey lore. But I think to kind of connect some podcast thoughts over the last couple months, Chamberlain said we need to be careful that we're not focused on what the one magic silver bullet is. Yep. That is really damn good advice because we're simplistic and we think that if it's just trapping coons or just burning or just not killing our limit or whatever the – or not spraying roundup or what whatever the thing is on our in our mind that's the magic bullet, we need to be careful to realize that it's a big circle of life. Yeah. There's lots of factors. And then and then I think at the same time, we need to also be thinking about what Michael said. Like, what's really motivating me right here? Am I going to sneak up and shoot this one just because I really, in my soul, need to post another kill picture? Hmm. Or I need to, tag, yeah. need to be able to tell my buddies, puff my chest out and say, I tagged out in this state? Or, you know, or, or frankly, is it because I need the footage? Like, let's talk about us hmm. you know I've seen a lot of them die that I didn't need to kill but I've said golly we got to get the footage on this like sure w- what's ultimately what's motivating us to squeeze that trigger on this one and and I think to Michael's point again if we'll keep in mind the love for the thrill of what we're doing it'll change you know which ones we kill
0: <laughs> yeah no Um. I think that's a Good advice. I mean, we've had some some people this year, I guess, if you kind of think about the whole thing from from Chamberlain, talking about the coaches' coaches view, and then David talking about it's not one thing, but if you can get kind of your neighbors and your neighboring farms kind of to work with each other a little cooperatively, whether it's trapping or whether it's other stuff, you know, and then going back to the thrill, not the kill. Yep. Man. That's how you make well, a difference both locally.
1: The, one of the the common denominator between both of those things is thinking about other people. Yeah. So if you're if if on your farm you're also talking to your neighbors and thinking about what we can do as a group to make this better. Yeah. That's very similar outward posture to chasing the thrill, not the kill. Like if I'm if I'm into the thrill and not the yeah. kill, then I'm thinking about other people. I'm thinking well, about
0: not the isolationist it, me it, versus it, everyone it, else. It exactly.
1: Deal. Exactly. I mean. Yeah. Um anyways i I feel i feel like the preacher in me is coming out and of all things that this is the last thing i need to lecture everybody on but i've enjoyed this spring we have yeah man the people in our camp have killed a truckload of turkeys this spring i'm proud of them they're all killers there's no doubt about that i'm not trying to be soft here but i am trying to say you know we long term we probably do have some level of a turkey problem we need to make sure that our motives are right we need to you know kind of take care of number one and every, and what we're doing and what we're thinking about and what motivates us to, to, get up every day before we start pointing to everybody and saying, Hey, you need to trap your raccoons and you need to shoot less of this and all that. We can kind of do all that at the same time. You know, we can yep. all kind of take an inventory and say, all right, what, what, what am I in this for? Why am I doing this? You know, and, and, and we're having those conversations as well at, at, at lots of levels. So, Um. Uh, with Any, that. anyways it's it's all good and i hate to see 2021 turkey season go but she's been a dandy they've all been dandies man you can take something home from every, from every one, one of them. them yeah
0: i'm already looking forward to next year yeah i know i got some I buddies who are too and so
1: i guess from now on we gotta try to talk about ducks again
0: we can, we can talk some turkeys. Every now and yeah, every then we now can flashback. <laughs> <laughs> well. But it is kind of funny. It, it, you know, as soon as turkey seasons over, you're, 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 you kind of turn your head around and go, I mean, it's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope they open the border. I know that's a big tangent, but uh, starting to see some indications that maybe the border is going to be open.
1: I think they're going to open it, yeah. Are
0: they going to make us get the Fauci-ouchie? <laughs> to be, to be I have not heard it called go. that that's awesome. I
1: definitely think they're gonna make us get it. So should my biggest fear, honestly, Rob, is what how is that gonna look like at the border? For example, yeah. right now when you take a dog across the border, you gotta show a rabies vaccination. But like what yeah. my vet clinic versus Ben's vet clinic or some we all use different computer systems and it prints different. There's no like US government. US FDA, you know, US Fish and Wildlife rabies vaccination certificate. There's no standard document. Are
0: you about to start are you going to talk about the the vaccine passport deal? Fake,
1: fake vaccine passports? No, I wasn't going to suggest that. I was just going to say that. Oh no, I wasn't talking about forging this, anything. Oh, else. Well, I have this Shoot. The, the the gut, you know, the 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 when you cross the border, there's always this sort of pit in your stomach that's like, "Man, what what did I do wrong? Like what, sure. what's going to get me caught? Cause I mean, you drive 25, 26 hours to get up there and then you just think what could go wrong? Murphy's law, you know? <laughs> and, and, and so this, the whole vaccine card and whatever, like if they do what they're saying or the indications are, that they're going to make you show that you've had the vaccine. My luck. I'll show that I had the vaccine twice and it'll, it'll be like, no, this is not the you know US four two nine five seven three two. You know, we're gonna need to see your tax return and a oh, red gosh. blood sample. You know what I mean? Like, like,
0: oh, you got the um, Pfizer one? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna need a
1: Moderna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, bend over over here. And we'll it? administer the second dose.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but um, it is it is kind of funny. I mean, again, total just we're out there, but yes, I. but it is it is interesting because. I mean, there's only there's maybe only two reasons I'd get the vaccine. One of them is Canada. Is Canada not in no, in no necessary order? One of them is if that's the only reason to let me in labor and delivery. Oh yeah, for for, sure. for Fran, and and two would be Canada. Yeah. And so, but there is kind of something of like, okay, is there is there a vaccine that Canada recognizes more than another? Like, okay, well, we recognize this vaccine. Yeah. Well, Canada's gonna be rowdy if people can go back. There'll be more people. Yeah, it might be. I mean, just in my head. Ne- I've never been, but it just feels never, like there's a serious hype. Yeah,
1: I'll say it's never rowdy. That's the big misnomer. That's what I love about it, is there's lots of hype about it. There's lots of talk about yeah. it. But, man, it's
0: so damn big. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just look at
1: the map for a minute. Like, Yeah. I mean, the country of Saskatchewan is as big as the dang Central and Mississippi Flyway combined, plus two. I mean, it's. It's so big. I mean,
0: I just I just feel like in certain areas, again, this is total just I'll give you an outside exa- looking me, in, never having you, been to Canada.
1: Let me give you an example. The the first year that Jed and Paul were on the east side of Saskatchewan. They had a little window where they didn't have some hunters, and so they drove to where we were. We were 14 hours away <laughs> from them. Do you know how far 14 <laughs> so hours will get you in the United States? Like from here to on Wisconsin. I-40? Yeah, but let's oh, think uh, east 40. to west. It'll take you from it'll take you from Knoxville to Oklahoma City.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean legit. No, absolutely. Okay. From Knoxville, Tennessee
1: to Memphis. <laughs> was is it, was six, it, seven hours, was and it, then to hot you know, to, to to Fort Smith is another four hours and then to Oklahoma City is four hours. That covers the entire central and Mississippi flyway and a whole chunk of like East Tennessee that Jeez. They have ringnecks in. I mean
0: <laughs> Well, that was uh it was Austin and and Paul who were they were driving up to Canada. And I think I think I'll get this right Austin, but they were getting up there and they crossed the border and Austin's all excited. Cuz Yeah, it's like 2 days We got later, to Canada. Finally, yeah. He's like, "Buddy, we got 15 hours to yeah. Peace River." Like I mean, where I like funny. to hunt
1: in Canada is the halfway point for Jed and Paul from Memphis to where they're going. It's I mean, they literally are so halfway- far up there now, and that's extreme. But yeah. my point is, that country is so big east and west, and the prairie is so big. I'm not inviting everybody to go up there, but I'm just saying, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, that's way blown out of proportion. Oh, I, yeah. know, I mean, there's so many areas up there to go shoot your ducks, and They're that's it's why the liberal. That's why the limits are liberal, and sure. and I mean the the seasons long. I mean it's it's. If you've never been, it's hard to really fully appreciate how yeah. big and how how many there are and all that kind of stuff. Man, but I
0: hope we get to go this year.
1: So it, it won't it won't be it won't be rowdy, but it, it will just, be. Yeah. The border might be now. Well, okay, I guess that's what I'm
0: what I'm talking border, about. Is I feel like there'll be people at the border and, you and go your own separate way. And
1: that's the part of me that's nervous. Is every year you try to button up all your details because they're so picky about guns and bullets and dogs and. And I've had somebody left at the border before, and, you know, and and you just, you worry about that because it's such a stressor. You got
0: to make sure to pay all your parking tickets before yeah. you go to Canada.
1: <laughs> I did that about two weeks ago, by the way. I went through and made sure every speeding ticket I'd ever. I had a couple last year during COVID yeah, that I couldn't pay last year because the court wasn't
0: open. They w- and they don't have an ePay thing? Yes, correct. Well, because like, Canada's pretty serious about that. I mean, I've driven across the couple board not to hunt, but because my sister-in-law yeah. lives in BC,
1: they are there. It's it's a different level of, of it's just different. And, I mean, I don't know how to explain it to them. Yeah. It's different. They, they, you know, the queen's not even in control, and they still refer to the queen all the time. You know, I mean, it's, oh, yeah? it's a it's a different mentality. And
0: well, they say, uh, Anyways. It's Saskatchewan, you can watch your dog run away for five days.
1: It's about right. <laughs> so it's about right. All right, we've
0: sufficiently oh. let the beagles out. But uh, anything else you want to tell everybody before yeah. we say goodnight?
1: I'll, I'll echo what what. What the old uh, Mr. Goodrum had to say: chase the thrill, not the kill. That's a good word. That's a good word, and we need to we need to publicize that. World would be different if we were chasing the thrill and not the kill, mm. and uh, if we were all doing that, it would take a lot of the heat off of the battle and the argument about what we should all be. Right now, everybody out there's preaching the gospel of what they feel like you ought to do different telling everybody what they ought to do different to make the turkey population come back. And Michael's right. We ought to all be the common denominator ought to be the thrill, not the kill. It is the the, the thrill is the common denominator. Mm. We just allow the kill and other things, yeah. checking off states or whatever it is, to get in the way. But sure. ultimately, the thrill is what keeps you engaged Yeah, for 10, 20, 50, 10 15, 20 years. It's not just about the kill. It's it's the thrill that keeps you wanting more of it.
0: In the game. Yep. All right. Well, with that, we'll uh... – <laughs> bless you, Spence. Like that for a closer. <laughs> that was a heck of a sneeze. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks Absolutely. for listening. We'll uh, see you on the next one.